Sometimes we're afraid to do something. I don't know what it is. Maybe the devil is telling us to just relax. We're not paralyzed. We don't have to live the Christian life paralyzed. We are alive. Our king is on the throne. And we can accomplish things through him. Let me get to my notes. Or we'll never get over here. Uh, Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. And verse number 42. I'm going to try to be as, as timely tonight. Because I want to I wanna have the baptism in a timely manner. Uh, Luke chapter number 12. I've enjoyed our vacation uh, with family during the, Chris, uh, during the Thanksgiving season. Had a lot of victories happen uh, lately. And I think I shared with you uh, a time. So I'm excited. I had a great reunion again with my in-laws and their side of the family. And so I had a great time. And they're watching our children. So pray for them. And uh, they're kind of worried a little bit about the snow on Tuesday. Because the plan is I'm going to pick up the kids on Wednesday. But if it's snowing, I'm not. <laughs> and so I told them, I said, we'll wait until the spring. You know, we'll pick them up then. No, no, they're a blessing. But I don't want to take for granted uh, what they do for us. Uh, just a godly heritage my wife has. And I want to brag on her a little bit. And the Lord... She's got grandparents on both sides saved. She's got uncles on both sides saved. She's got cousins on both sides saved. They go to church. We talked about godly things. We, uh, we had honored the Lord in our gathering, so I was excited about that. And uh, just enjoyed that time of fellowship. And so uh, this message came about. I wrote this a while ago, but I think it's timely now. And it was directed to young people at the time, but I'm going to make it applicable to all of us. And I want to talk about this idea that God wants more. God wants more. God wants more. And look at your Bible there. I'm not there yet, but you probably are. I'm in John now. I need to go to Luke. All right? It's the turkey. It's the turkey messing me up tonight. Luke chapter number 12, it was a busy morning. We enjoyed uh, being at my in-law's church this morning. Praise the Lord, he was going to ask me to preach Sunday morning. And I'm kind of ducking away, and, and you know, I don't want to. And I did not. Praise the Lord, I got to listen to somebody preach. Uh, I love when, when Pastor Cole gets to preach, just for being selfish, guys, because I need the preaching. And I get to have my pastor. Uh, I know I'm the pastor now. I understand all of that. That doesn't change. I'm the authority but he has served as my pastor for the longest of anybody that I've been under. And I just love his knowledge of the scripture. I just love it. And I hope that God gives him more years and he's busier than he's ever been. And I appreciate that because that tells us he didn't retire to, to rest. I don't know what he's doing, but his wife may be, and I know she's probably not feeling well tonight. She's in the nursery. But... Uh, they're getting to enjoy some of it, though. They're, they're, they're taking trips, and I'm glad for him. And I uh, continue to pray for Pastor Seth and Ms. Renee, Brother Frank, and Miss uh, Shannon. I hope you're praying for Shannon. Uh, there's, a, there's a little fly that stays around her, uh, and it's my brother. And a uh, special trip. What? Come on now. And I get to see him tomorrow. I'm going to harass him, but I get to harass him tonight. Uh, I'm excited for them. And pray for them. Nancy, is Nancy here? Nancy and Jesse, pray for them. Yeah, there they are. Man. Woo. It's exciting. Exciting to see God do things. I'm going to talk to us that have been given more. 
because God requires more out of us. A very simple message tonight. Not going to be too long, I'm hoping, but you never know when you get excited. Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 42. I'm not going to have you stand tonight. Uh, It's a long passage, so I'm going to read it, but follow along. Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 42. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? So he's bringing this thought now. Who is this faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Verse number 43. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verse number 44. Of a truth, I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. Verse 45. But, and if that servant say in his heart. Where? Where is this happening? In his heart. My Lord delayeth his coming. And he shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens. And he takes lordship over his stewardship. May, make, a, make a doctoral statement here about pastors. That includes me. I am not your God. And I'm not your Lord. And the Bible clearly tells me I should not Lord over God's heritage. You are God's people. But I am his representative in the authority line. When I talk about proper uh, things done decently in order, God placed the pastor as the authority underneath God's. And we, we term under shepherd. But I'm likened as a shepherd because I represent the great shepherd. So he's a shepherd, and so it only makes sense that I act as a shepherd. I'm not a hireling. I'm not doing this just because of pay, but I want to thank our church for taking care of my family. I appreciate all of you for taking care of us and you being faithful to God. And so God is able to use your faithfulness to him because you give to him. You don't give to this church. I hope you have that mentality. And then he gives to me. You don't give to me directly. You give it to God, and God gives it to me. And he protects, and he uh, provides for me. But I am not your Lord. I don't act in the place of God in certain things. And the Bible is clear about those things. I can't tell you what to do. You have to have a walk with God. You have to know God. You have to know him like you get to know me. And your total dependency is not on any human being. It's totally on the God. That works through that human being. I never, I've never put a pressure on Pastor Cole. You called me to the mission field. You told me this was a great idea. You told me that if I surrender, I never put a burden on him for me going to the Philippines. And, and things didn't happen as, as, as we planned. Yes, absolutely. Things didn't happen as we planned. But I never got a phone call and say, hey, you lied to me. Hey, where's your support? Now, our church was very heavily involved with us. Support, And so I appreciate that. I didn't have to worry about it. But he was not ultimately responsible because he didn't call me. God called me. Christian, get that, get that, and get it fast. Get it fast. A lot of us get stuck in this, and I'm talking to a Sunday night crowd on after Thanksgiving. I'm assuming you have some maturity now as a Christian. If you're young, I know we're going to baptize Brother Matt. Uh, he's young, so don't listen to some of this because I don't want you to be discouraged. But at the same time, I want to talk to some people that has been here and known stuff. That's what I'm talking to tonight. God wants more. God wants more. 
And we level and plateau in this area. We plateau when everybody says we're okay and good. That's where we plateau. I am not pleasing that man solely to please that man. I was young. There was something about the authority of a pastor, and so is my father. My father is here tonight. Living in his home, there's something about it right for somebody under authority that they want to please their authority. There's something right about that. I don't have time. That's not what I'm preaching about. All right? I wanted to please them. I wanted in part of my heart. But I have to not stop there because God wants more. They're just an example, and they are just a stepping point for you to mature even higher than that. Now I'm his pastor. And that's ironic that happened to us here because we're men. We don't know how God moves, but that's how God moves. Now I'm over in him in authority. You know that man asks me everything he does. Can I have this, Pastor Chris? Can, can we do this? I'm doing this. Would you come and visit with me? Can, can we do this? That man is asking me because he knows the proper order of authority. Correct? How in the world can I do that now and be his authority when he was my authority before? Because really, we were not what we were looking at. Pastor's not looking at me ultimately at the end. He's looking to somebody higher than me, and that's the Lord. And the same thing I view my father. I love my father. I honor my father. I try to honor him. I know what he likes, and if I can afford it, I'll try. He's got high tastes, and I love it because I get good gifts. Dad. Them dilute underwears are fine. <laughs> Give me those. It lasts for a long time. But anyways, uh, but I had to, in my Christian walk, look past my father. Because now I'm a father. Now I have kids looking to me now. And I can't remain as a child. Now don't get confused about faith. We should be simple concerning faith. And a little child... We need to go back to have faith like a little child. Now, God is very specific when he brings those out. But he also talks in 1 Corinthians 11, 13 11, he says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, balanced those truths now, I put away childish things. Except for faith. Now, faith, God makes a clear point on that in scripture. But in everything else, we need to come to a maturity where now we become responsible. The very design of God from the very beginning was man was responsible for their own actions. Jesus and God, the Trinity, did not made the government first. He made one individual, Adam. And Adam had to practice self-government, and it was not really self-government, but he was in charge of himself as it pertains to him and God. God was the authority. God walked with them. And then God gave Adam responsibility. Now he's an authority now in the marriage. And so uh, the woman came. And here we find church. The idea of church is right here, right now. And so that all got messed up. And then it goes all the way. I don't have the time. But then civil government got developed. And nations developed and all of those things. But the very idea, uh, even Josiah, I believe, called for a revival during his time as king. But as soon as the, his laws that he made law, as soon as he's dead, those laws were gone, 
the people return back to doing the things that they were doing. And so that principle goes back again to the judges. The judges did the same thing. As soon as there was a judge, they did fine. And then the judge is gone. They did that which was right in their own eyes. Because the very idea of Bible teaching and Bible authority and Bible principle is that you alone answer to God himself. Each an individual. That's how he wants it. If you want a nation like America to return back to God, we can't find it in our government. We can't find it necessarily, and pardon me, you don't understand what I'm saying now with that line of thought. It's not going to come through our families. It's not going to come through our church. It's going to be individually. going to happen in individuals' hearts as they surrender and go back to the very basic and say, God is ultimately in charge of me. And I have to do what he says. And I have to believe what God says for me. And so God wants more. You cannot, and you cannot continue maturing and growing in your Christian faith simply doing it. If the pastor does it, I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to follow him. I'm just going to, what happened if he goes? What are you going to do then? What happened if I'm gone? What are you going to do then? Do you understand that? A lot of us plateau here. We plateau in our ultimate authority, really, in faith and practice, is the church. This is not the authority that God gives us. He says it's his word. And he says you are responsible individually. And people will say, well, that's why I don't like a pastoral-run church. I don't want a a congregational-run church. Okay, okay, whatever. But the point is, if a pastor was walking with God, guess whose authority is? The Bible. And if God is working with that pastor, he'll remove that pastor, according to the scripture. And he'll strain us all out according to the scripture. That's God's design. You are responsible to God individually. Correct? Okay, we understand that now. Now look at this. It continues here. He's now taking ownership. And for some reason, he thinks it's all right to beat People now, men, servant, and maidens. That's not his job. That was not his place. And to eat and drink and to be drunken. So sin is pictured here for us. Verse 46. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. Because this has happened in his heart, right? There's no more authority. I'm not accountable anymore. And that is when we slip any individual that thinks that way, that they're not accountable to a God, then they do stupid things. They act uh, according to their flesh, and they go against God. Look at this. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him asunder, and will appoint his portion with the unbelievers. Now, verse 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is really cool now. Pastor Cole has been talking about God's will. And so... Uh, think about that as we read verse 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. There's a consequence for knowing God's will and doing it not. The Bible says for him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It's very personal now. And God is what? Going to reveal to us individually His personal will for each one of us. There's general will that God gives, and pastor's going through them. 
being thankful, being sanctified. He didn't get to preach this morning, so I'm sure he's going to teach about this Wednesday. And so that's going to come, correct? But then individually, how do I know, and my wife knew, that we were supposed to be missionaries to the Philippines? How do we know that? We walked with God. We talked to God. We didn't let a man tell us that, although we gave men like Pastor Cole audience because I respected him. And I asked him, Pastor, could you pray for us as we endeavor to seek God's will in this part of our life? How in the world I became now leaving that mission field and now coming here? How did that all happen? Well, we're walking with God and we're talking to God and we're seeking his will. For me at the point in December of 2021, if I walked away from here and I said, I didn't want to take this position as your pastor, I would have sinned. Because at that time, that man did not put pressure on me. I came July of 2021. The decision did not come until December. We were honest with the people that supported me. I was very honest with them. And in the time that we knew, the church took me on as an associate pastor in 2022. And we wrote a letter. We don't need the support no more. Why is that? How do we know that? Because of God's will. Is that only special for people in the ministry? Hallelujah, somebody said amen. That was great, because it is not. Ladies, oh boy, I'm going to touch it now. Man, I didn't want to do that. I thought I was going to get done. I'm not even done. I'm not even making points yet. But how do you know you're supposed to be a, 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 a lady that stays home? You better ask God for his will. In your life. You're going to come to me. I'm going to give you what I think. But that's not enough. That's not enough. You have to know what God says above what I say. And make a decision based on what God says. All right? You have to learn that. And if we are practicing this kind of a Christianity. Like pastor has taught me so well. And taught us so well. Get in the book. Get in the book every day. Be in the book. Know what you believe. When are you going to start doing that for yourself? Now, it's high time. Do it now. Do I know everything what I believe yet, to be honest with you? No. Do I know more? I do. Why? I ask questions. I read the Bible. I pray. I talk to senior people, men that are ahead of me in this ministry, and ask questions. I have, I have four men I talk to regularly. I hear Pastor Cole here, and I ask him some questions. He's one. And other people. I talk to other men. Do I do what they're doing? No, I'm finding guidance because the Bible says in a multitude of counselor, they wanted not sin. Did I say that right? There's safety. Right? Right? I don't try to make hasty decisions. So you come up to me and say, Pastor, we need to do this. Guess what? All right, let me think about it. It's going to be probably a while. For me to take this position, it took me six months. And if you were on the If you are in the mix, you're going to say, when is he going to make the decision? Come on now. Make it now. And you have to have patience because God is going to work with you. We cannot depend just on human resources that God give us because God, like I preached last Sunday, he promised, "Uh, you have me. You have me. What is the Holy Ghost in John 4? 
He's to guide us into all truth, the person of the Holy Ghost. We need no man to teach us. If we mature enough, we don't need men to teach us. And what is that saying is that we're not just relying on what man says. Our, our foundation is planted on the truth of the word of God. Not in just what man says. But I'm going to a church that says what I believe, what God says. So if a church is not using the right Bible, I'm not going to that church. Because I know what the right Bible is now. Correct? Man, we, are more, we need to be more involved in, in, in church than, like, like we think. It's not all the job of the pastor. Our job is to encourage you to know God. As is my job as a father for my children to ultimately, at the end, look at the ultimate authority. And that is God, not me. I'm just a picture of God. And so don't plateau. Don't plateau, Christian, in the church's standard. Get your own standard. Know what God says. Discuss it among yourself. Have a good discussion about it. Don't be afraid. Get the scriptures out. It's fun. And it's good. Because God wants more. God wants all of us to know what we believe. Not just the pastors. Not just the Sunday school teachers. Not just certain select great Christian people in that church. No, no. Every one of us has a responsibility to know what God says. Every single one of us. The responsibility is to you. Uh, Let me read again. Verse number 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. And here's a phrase now that we know and very well. Verse 48. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. You see the disclaimer here? God's given to us. Verse 48. But he that knew not, those that didn't know God's will necessarily... They will commit things that are worthy of this stripe. They will still get it. But few. But look at here's the verse continues, verse 48. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, to him they will ask the more. Before I was the pastor of this church, I did not bear the burden of Faith Bible Baptist Church, as much as this man was bearing it. Now, when he stepped down, he still loves us. I know this man. He prays for all of us as if he was still the pastor. I know that about this man. He will still call you. He'll still, if you want him, he'll help you. He's that man. But he no longer bears the responsibility. He's done, and we did it properly. Who gets to bear that burden as the pastor now? Me. I have more required of me at Faith Bible Baptist Church as a senior pastor as any of you. And that's why you see Pastor Chris say things, and that's why you see Pastor Chris do things that you probably say, why is he doing that? Because you're not understanding the whole picture. I am responsible for everything and anything that ever happens in this church. The things I allow, I have to answer to God for that. The music I let play, the, the people that teach, The people we bring, I'm responsible for every one of those things. And that's a burden I'm gladly bearing. 
because God's giving me grace. Is it always fun? You know it's not, and that's being honest. But it's different to say to you that I take it because I'm honored to take that responsibility because now God has given me more. I'm entrusted with more now. And that's what happens. We know this in a natural setting. When a kid grows up, they don't do less. They do more. They don't do less. Now that they're walking, they do more. They don't do less. So in progression as a Christian, just make that applicable to you. As you grow in your Christianity, you don't do less. You do more. It's just a natural progression until you're dead. And so why we have it all backwards in spirituality? We shouldn't. As we grow in grace, the ability, guess what? God is going to give us more responsibility. And we have to be willing to do that. Now, uh, but he that knew not and did commit things uh, is... is uh, worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. Uh, for unto, unto whosoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. All right? And so to much is given, much is required. Let me have a few things, and I'm done here quickly. Just a couple of thoughts that I had in my mind. Some of us had a better beginning than others. We got saved earlier in life. And some of us were raised in a Christian home. Can I say something strongly? This is a challenging message, and it's meant to be. You should know better. Some of you that are born in a Christian home know better. Why are you doing what you're doing? You know better. Some of these older... Christian in here that are older in years, they were not taught the things you were taught. And God is gracious in the sense that he will not require it. He's not unfair. But if you have known the truth, well, you can say, well, I, was, I, uh, I didn't take the responsibility. Well, I'm telling you now, take the responsibility. No one of you are going to hang on to your parents' faith. All of you will have to have your own faith. And you have to stand on that. Now, Christians that have been older, I'm not just talking to the young people, Christians have been saved for a long time. What in the world are you doing? You are going to have more requirement. If you were taught a certain way over and over and over, God's going to say, you've been taught over and over and over again, and yet you didn't do nothing. I'm going to have more grace over this person that never even heard it. Now, he's still going to get in trouble, but you're going to have more required out of you. You've been coming to the church for so long. What in the world are you doing? Some of us have better beginnings. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8, Bible warns us, better is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. And so if we have a better beginning, we should have a really good end. So think about that. Number two, not only did we have some of us a better beginning, we had more time. We had more time given to us to serve God. We had more time given to us. 
In Ecclesiastes 12, the Bible tells us to teach us to number our days. I don't have time to read these verses to you. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, verses 1 to 7. Think about that and read it when you get a chance. And number three, we have more opportunities. We have been given more time, and we have been given more opportunities. So seize the opportunity. Look at what it tells us in Timothy chapter number 4. Look at 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Here's what's happening in, in our culture of America, and I think across culture, even in the Philippines. We are not requiring out of our children what God requires out of our children. And I'm going to stop it because it needs to be said. My children that are born to two Christian parents is going to know more things than some lost child out there that is just making it, just barely making it. Don't even know dad, don't even know me mom. My job is to rescue them. But when it comes time to it, God is not unfair. He's going to say, you have been born in a Christian home. What is your excuse? And he's going to require more out of those kids. Kids that go to Sunday school, kids that go to main church, kids that are in church before they're even born. They're in mama's belly, they're in church already. And Christians that have lived for so long, why do we let the newly saved outshine us? We should not let them outshine us. We should not let the newly born Christian do more for God than us. We know better. We know better. Get back up and do the first works. Go back. You've lost your first love. Go do the first works. We have more opportunities. Look at 2 Timothy. And uh, 1 Timothy, I should say, in verse number 4, chapter number 4. 1 Timothy, chapter number 4, and verse number 12. It says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, and in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. I think God's requiring the teenager or younger people or those that are younger that are being brought up in the church here to know and be better. Parents, stop excusing the behavior of your child. Stop. Stop. If they're being bad, they're being bad. And we take care of it. We take care of it. We take care of it. We don't make excuses for them with other authorities that see the problem. We can never get it fixed if we're always going to shield the responsibility that child has. Proverbs 20, verse 11. Even a child is known by his doings whether his works be pure or whether it be right. Now, there is a time that you have to train the child. Discipline doesn't come first without training. Training must be given. You have to teach them what you want, how you want it, and what is right before you pronounce judgment. Training is very important. Train up a child in the way that he should go. You can't train up a child. It's unfair to train. Even God has trained that to us. They didn't know better. pastor just said it. You can't expect a Christian, you can't expect a sinner to, to not sin. That's just what they do. And you have to teach them first. Now, 
for us that have been taught for 10, 20, 30 years. Now I'm going to be strong and say, you have been taught. Things have not changed. The word of God remains the same. The truth is still there. Fornication is still wrong. Adultery is still wrong. And we cannot excuse, and I have to be careful because I have children. And some of you have been very wise to come to me and tell me very, very nicely about the things that are happening in their life. And to you I say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Because guess what? I'm the responsible person now to look at the word of God and to see where we're doing it wrong. And I can take action and I don't have to wait until it's too late. Your kids have problems, as do mine. It's just in them. The Bible would be a liar to us and say that in their heart abides foolishness. And I have to drive it out of there. Guys, I'm not going to church to make make me look good. I'm, I'm past all of that. I'm done. I'm coming to church because this is the place that I can find truth. Because truth is what makes me free. This is what sets me free. This is the, this is the thing that helps me. This is when I'm thirsty and parched. This is the drink of cool water for me. This is the well that I can get those help I need. And I have to have humble and, and meekness and humility and say, God wants more of me because I've learned from a good preacher. Man, we are... Whew, The better you preach are, you're in trouble. The more you're taught, wow, the more we're required. Lastly, in James, we're done. I promise you. I hope I come across challenging. That's what I want to be tonight, on purpose. I want to challenge myself and I want to challenge us. God is going to require a lot out of me. I've been given a lot. I've been given good people in my life. I've been given good friends. I've been given godly friends. I've been given people that believe this book. And God let them open their mouth and taught me a few things. And I am responsible for the truth I know. And I have to be responsible. I can't be blaming you. I've never blamed Pastor Cole. I've never blamed Pastor Seth. I've never blamed anybody. I can't blame you because I'm taking ownership of my decision and my responsibility. And my, my friends, my fellow, my fellow young, young adults, I'm so glad we're all here together. Did you know that almost every family here, there's a representation of one of your child is here with us? Did you know that? Just think about it. Look around again. Every family that are now maybe in their 50s and 60s, you have either 40 or 30-year-old sitting right here, right now with us. Some of them are maybe younger. And may I say, that is one of the reasons that God put in my mind to take this pastorate. That was one of the things that God says, you get the next generation. You're like them. They had parents that came here. And the parents... They might not be perfect, but I'm 
glad they brought me here. Thank you, Mom, Dad. They said it out loud. I didn't say that for them to say that, but they know. But I'm here because they brought me. And I can complain and gripe about how they raised me. Or I can just take ownership of it and say, I'm an adult now. I'm going to find out what God says. And I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to stop blaming people. And I'm going to know what God wants me to do. I'm not going to be arrogant about it. And I don't want any of these dear people that I love to feel like they did me a spite. They didn't do their job, and so now I have to fix their fault. No, don't make them feel that way. That's wrong. You honor them. You honor them. You honor them. They made a lot of mistakes. Buddy, if you're not careful, you'll repeat some of them, and you'll make more of your own. So be very, very careful. But at the same time, parents, parents that have raised kids in my mansion, I'm going to talk to us church now. We're here. We're adults, and we want to get going. We want to go forward. Sean is involved, Rebecca, Calvin, involved in there, Kyle, Faith. Uh, who's running our teenagers? Sean and Ray, uh, Brianna playing the piano. Just all over, scattered. One of my secretary, my only secretary, Shannon. Uh, those two boys are very quiet back there, but every time I need anything, those two Garland boys... We'll do it. My brother is not. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming back here. I think the plans is, you know, for, I can't say anything, but I have to be careful on live stream. But we're here. And we're here to tell you, thank you for raising us. Now you have to give us some room so that we can know our Bible ourselves. And when we ask you questions, it's not because we disrespect you. Is because we need to know it for ourselves. We need to know the Bible. So that like you did, we could do the same. When you're our grandparents and then someday, if God tarries, you go home, there will be a Faith Bible Baptist church that remains. And we'll honor your name. And we'll honor your legacy that you're helping us. God says he's not just interested in us hearing God's word. We've been given more knowledge. He wants us to be the doers of the word. So... We have a better beginning. We have been given more time. We've been given more opportunities. And we have more knowledge. So may I say to those that are falling in that category, God wants more. God wants more from you. Don't shy away from the responsibility. Don't coward from it. Take the challenge tonight and say, I'm going to do what God wants me to do by his grace. Lord, bless us. Thank you again for your word. And as we get ready now to think of your uh, response, I pray that we would respond according to your will. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.